Good morning. This is Lance Kenmore with the Kenmore team, and I'd like to welcome you to this week's edition of the Tri-Cities Real Estate Update. As always, you can contact me, Lance Kenmore, anytime direct on my cell phone at 727-8977, or visit us on the web at kenmoreteam.com. Once again, I always like to thank John for hosting and everybody here at the station for working to make this happen. John McKay, how you doing over there? Happy uh, New Year. Feeling older. You're feeling older? Yeah, because it's 2020. Oh, gosh. I Yeah, I, I, t- I tell you what, I, I think I was feeling older because, you know, we did shows on goal setting and New Year's mm-hmm. resolutions, and I, I drastically cut back my caffeine consumption. So um, I'm doing okay today, but... Um, Earlier in the <laughs> in the week, uh, there there were a couple of rough days there. I had to uh, get that stuff flushed out of my system. Nope, never going to do it. Uh, are you sticking to any um, New Year's resolutions over there, McKay? Um, I don't make New Year's. You resolutions. don't. That's right. Even though we've done all these shows over the years, you're still resisting. Ongoing, continuing goals. I love that. I love that. That's right up there with what we talked about in some of the previous shows. So yeah. that is absolutely fantastic. Well, I have um, we'll check back in December. I swore off the caffeine. <laughs> yeah. I'll check back next week, buddy. Uh, so I did. I swore off. Um, so I'm still um, diet coke free. So, I that was the uh, caffeine, uh, you know, cutback there that wow. we that we were we were working with. You know, diet soda is just dye with a T on the end. Uh, <laughs> yes, that is exactly correct. And so, I think ask me in a month, and I'll be see see how I'm feeling. I'm already feeling better. So. Well, we always like to start off with our crazy celebrity real estate story. And and with, uh, I would say, with the risk of getting political on this show, Mm -hmm. um, this is only a housing story, people. But I wanted to, amidst all of the chaos that we have in politics, say that Hunter Biden... Uh huh. McKay, do you know who Hunter Biden is? Oh, we're familiar <laughs> with him in our neck of the woods. Hunter Biden has leased a groovy. The headline says um, the coming out of Variety. dot com. L an L A mid century modern home. Now it was reported a little bit political here. It was reported by Ann Coulter and a few other news sources that he had purchased this house, further incensing and fueling the issues sur- sur- surrounding. Wonder the where he got the money. But he did not purchase it. He's actually renting it. Okay. Um, for twelve thousand dollars a month. You suppose the agent said, I'd like to see your cash flow source? Uh, (laughs) You know, they always talk about when you're going to get a mortgage, you're not supposed to have hidden or suspicious money. You know, just I'm just throwing it out there. Oh, Um, I know. And I've just taken my shots. It is reported that um, the house, um, the house is is owned by an L.A. business, um, an L.A. businessman. It was reportedly purchased in 2013 for 2.2 million. Mm-hmm. He attempted to sell it last year for 3.8. No takers, in uh-huh. almost doubling the price there. But uh, right off of Mulholland Drive, perfectly, we will say, say private for a high-profile 
pseudo celebrity to be renting long private drive, kind of hidden back in the corner. Uh, but twelve thousand dollars a month—that's uh, that's that's a pretty penny. Wow! So, and that only gets you two thousand square foot um, square feet in that in that neighborhood, McKay. I will. Um, I will keep. <laughs> well, a lot of people pricing. would say all he needs is eight by twelve. <laughs> oh my gosh! We did not even rehearse that. Fan, absolutely fantastic. So that's our crazy celebrity real estate story. Uh, we always like to factor that in with a little update on the local market and what's happening. And really the take right now is we've been super busy since the first of the year. We had a couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, you never quite get all of the closings you want to in December. We had a huge December, but with some of the holidays and delays, we had a few of those kick over into, into the new year. And so it's been a busy closing week uh, last week and getting a bunch of that stuff finalized. We've also still had relatively now, I know it's potentially coming soon. Possibly something. So uh, so we don't like to talk about it and say the S word. But I don't believe it till it hits me in the face. We don't believe it till it hits us in the face. But it has been, we had, I mean, yes, it was windy, I get it, but we had a very, very warm first couple weeks uh, to to the year, which kept the real estate market just absolutely hopping. Now, we we are, we put a little warning out there for people if they are purchasing or finalizing purchases uh, currently, we do some things this type of year, like we extend the number of days for the inspection. Mm-hmm. Because if we do get a snow-covered roof, per se, then it's difficult to inspect that. Or if that is a concern of a buyer, we might ask for some things to be done prior to weather issues happening. So just be on the lookout. There's a couple tips you can do to still make your contracts successful this time of year. For our topic today, what we normally like to do is we look around and say, what are people saying in the market? What's happening? And bring that topic to the show. And I will say, by the time I write down the third recurring theme in a week, I usually have my show topic for the for the real estate show. And this time of year, we are doing a large number of analysis for people that are putting their homes on the market in the spring market. They said, mm-hmm. Lance, I, I know if the S word snow comes and it's only going to be here for a couple of weeks, I want to be ready, prepared, have my analysis because I want to go as soon as that's melted and done, I want to go on the market. Mm-hmm. And if we, let's assume that we do not have a repeat of last year's snowmageddon because yes. that took February kind of out of play for everybody. Yeah. Generally, if there's no snow on the ground, if it's all melted by February 1st, that's generally the last we get of it. And, and in that particular, particular scenario, it's an early spring market and people will hit the ground running with spring inventory. Um, really by Valentine's Day is kind of is kind of the trigger for that. But the question that people were asking as we sent out, you know, I think it was 15 of those analysis for different clients and CMAs. And and I had written down the third time as a client wrote back and said, well, I was really just expecting the price of the house to be greater because mm-hmm. I paid X number of dollars for it five five years ago or I paid 
X number of dollars for it two years ago, mm-hmm. even though we supply, supplied comparable sales there. So one of the things that I, I'm like, well, geez, I just really need to review out there what drives pricing in the market. Mm-hmm. And so for for these people who had gotten a hold of us and said, you know, here's what I was expecting, we really go back to our biggest analysis is comparable sold properties. Yes. So in pricing and, and just for a foundation of why do we use that as as our largest indicator? Well That is generally our largest indicator because when we're looking at what things have recently sold for Mm -hmm. and what is for sale in the market right now, what we're really looking at is choices for the consumer. So if we line up four houses and they're all relatively the same, meaning they have the number same number of beds same number of bathrooms Um, condition is relatively the same they all have granite countertops and so we take those four houses and we and we line them up and the best way i can describe this scenario is that the fourth house on the on the on the end uh someone bought last year for three hundred and ten thousand And the very first house someone bought five years ago before there was a ton of appreciation and they just paid, they paid $90,000 for it. So now, mind you, McKay, one through four, all of these houses are the same. Mm-hmm. You, you're, you're 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 the consumer, yeah. Um, and so they all end up pricing around three hundred is what the market is. Well, between those four, McKay, even if you slightly like number four better, and they paid three twenty for it last year, if they base their sales price on what they paid for it, they're going to price at three forty to cover their selling costs and mm. to get out what they paid for it. Now, I just said all four are the same. Are you going to go for the one that's three forty because just because they paid three twenty? Are you going to pick one of the other three that are all listed around three hundred? The other three. <laughs> yeah. You're sure you don't want the one for 340 Positive. Just because that person paid more for it. You're sure you don't want to look at it again? Exactly. <laughs> I can't convince him, folks. And that is, that's the scenario. No matter mm. what I tell you, you said, I mean, just really, and we didn't even look at the house. No matter what I told you, you went for the similar type properties that were all priced around 300 Mm-hmm. Same bedrooms. Best. There, there was no reason um, just because maybe it was someone might have swindled that person into paying 320 And I don't mean swindled, I, mm-hmm. but I mean they might not have known the market. It might have been an off-market sale with no agents involved and no one advising. That's not illegal. You can sell something for whatever you want. Yes. So let's say that was an off-market for sale by owner transaction. No agent involved, no market analysis, and a buyer came, and just because it was particularly sunny that day, they decided to pay three twenty for that house, even though it was only worth at the time maybe two ninety. We we don't know all those scenarios. We yeah. can't go backwards in time, and so it's it's unfortunate in those situations. But not all market segments also appreciate the same as other market segments. You look around and and you, somebody says, "Hey, six years ago I bought my house in Tri Cities for seven hundred." 
Um, and I've noticed that these market reports say, and what I read in the paper says that the market has appreciated about 10% per year um, for the last three years. So they look and, and they look and they say, well, geez, Lance, based upon some simple math, if I paid seven hundred for my house, ten percent, that's that's one that's seventy thousand dollars. So the at the end of year one, it should be worth seven seventy. So you know, just doing simple math, not even doing compounding, they all say, gosh, seventy thousand a year times three years, two hundred ten thousand. My seven hundred thousand dollar house should now be worth you know around, around nine ten. Well, the upper end market hasn't appreciated as fast as, say, the entry-level market. Mm -hmm. So, uh, And when we read those articles in the newspaper and we look at numbers, a lot of times those are averages. And so you can't apply those same formulas to the different segments in the market. Or if you do, it can be inaccurate. So comparable sales recently sold in actives in our pricing strategy have the largest amount of weight because just like that analysis McKay and I went through real quickly, the consumer is the same way. They're shopping those four or five choices. And if the price is wrong based upon what somebody purchased at versus what the market says it's worth, Mm -hmm. nothing I can tell you will convince you to buy that house. And I didn't even try. I mean, I tried three different things real quick and you were no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, and so that yep. is that is one of our biggest indications that we weight pricing on. Once we have those comparables, then we can start to make slight adjustments, but there is a range that we want to keep them in so that the house is properly priced. So proper pricing and analysis was the topic I really wanted to hit on today. When we come back from our break, we're going to go over some of those quick tips that go along with, I've got the price pretty accurate now. What do I do afterwards to guarantee a sale? Mm. And we will tackle that next on News Talk 870. Welcome back to the Tri-Cities Real Estate Update. Today we've been talking about prepping your house for the spring market. Uh, Yes, it could possibly get uh, some white stuff to slow us down next week, but Mm -hmm. let's hope it's short and sweet. In the meantime, there's some things you can be doing to get ready for that. Reviewing market data is what we talked about before the break. Looking at comparable sales looking at closed sales and active transactions. One of the things I didn't mention that can also be looked at in that analysis is learning from other sellers' mistakes. So a lot of people are like, wow, well, what does that mean? Well, there can be some good experience and data gleaned from looking at houses that didn't sell. Mm -hmm. For instance, in our celebrity news story at the top of the hour when we started, we had mentioned that there was a house that Biden was renting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, the reason he was renting that was because the seller had tried to, had bought it, I think it was five or six years ago, had tried at 2.2 million, had tried to sell it for near four, and it didn't sell. And so 
obviously four wasn't the price that caused it to sell, so they ended up turning it into a rental. In this case, a very high end rental, but yes. nonetheless a rental. Um, and when you look at that, you're, you're saying, okay, so there's a house. If mine was similar square footage and similar location, and it was on the market, I know it's not likely to sell for four million. What is going to be the right price? And so, if you were thinking for, sometimes you can look at data and rule out pricing based upon what didn't sell. Another thing in that particular case you would want to look at is the example I gave. We have some rental data now, too. Mm -hmm. So now we know how much it is renting for. Well, does a $4 million house rent for $12,000 a month? I can do some quick math on investment return. (laughs) And those numbers don't work really, really well. And so now you can kind of look at if, if an investor was buying based upon what rent they could get. Mm-hmm. Um, what would the price point of that house be to be attractive now to an investor with a tenant at that price? So you can kind of reverse engineer the numbers if you have some data like rental data there. The other thing to really look out for when pricing properly in the spring market coming up to sell is don't let your asking price lump you in with the wrong competition. Mm. So people are like, well, what do you mean by that, Lance? Well, here's what, we're, here's what we're possibly dealing with. A lot of times you have a, say, let's just say it's a two-story, two-bath plan. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, so if we had two stories and we had two bathrooms, we would generally expect a house like that to have four bedrooms. Um, I mean, so we so we've got like a four bedroom, two bath, two story home. I could go out to West Pasco, West Kennewick, Central Kennewick, and I could find you examples of those all day long. What's interesting enough, though, is many times we will come across a house that is similar square footage, but because of configuration, is only a three bed, oh. two bath. Mm. Uh, but it is a two story, not quite as big. And so you're not going to get as many amenities in that situation. Mm -hmm. But what I've seen happen before is sometimes it was maybe close in square footage or there were some upgrades that have been done. So you'll see that three bed, two bath price with the four bedroom homes. They'll push their price. Maybe 250 is what all the four bedrooms are selling for. And the three bedrooms normally sell for 225, 227. Mm -hmm. Well, you'll meet with somebody and they'll say, well, because of the upgrades and this, that, and the other. And I just, I really, really like my house and I love it. Um, but I do have to relocate for work. But I really think that based upon looking around, I really think I can get 239.9. And you're like, man, you are now clumping yourself together with all of the four bedrooms. Mm-hmm. And so now when we do that same scenario, McKay, I've got those four houses lined up from you as a consumer. And I show them all to you. They're all about the same square footage. And now they're all about the same price. They're all 240 And I say, of these three, um, of these four that I just showed you, which three do you want to go look at today? Probably the one, and some of it would depend upon your needs, but yep. most people would say the four. The four bedroom. So you're automatically yeah. like, gosh, I'm, if it's 240, I'm just going to go look at the four bedroom. But now I say, I tell you what, McKay, there's these three for 240, that four bedrooms, but there's this one really nice one 
that is 225 instead of 240. You still want to? Do you want to possibly add in and go yes. see what two twenty five looks like, and then you make that decision whether you need three or four bedrooms. Exactly. Maybe you can stuff into a three bedroom, or you're willing to put the office in the family room for the fifteen thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Now, at the two forty, you weren't. You just said, "Let's nope. start at the four bedroom." And so the consumer goes through, and a lot of times I'll meet with people, and they'll be like, "Lance, I think you just oversimplify this process." Well, maybe I do, but that's what you get with Lance Kenmore. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so I, I do like to approach it, though, and look and play devil's advocate and do what John and I do mm-hmm. and go through that process from a consumer standpoint. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm also a realist. If you have a swimming pool and the most amazing outdoor kitchen I've ever seen and you have granite countertops and nobody else in your price point does, well, shoot, we're going to price accordingly then for those amenities. I'm just talking about the starting point Mm -hmm. and and really breaking it down to that simplistic pricing in that starting point. So that's another thing to be on the lookout for with proper pricing. A few tips and tricks to be thinking about, though, as we go into the spring market. Some of the things that you can be doing ahead of time to be prepared. Um, there, a lot of people are surprised, but this time of year, a lot of pruning happens. Yep. A lot of the companies like to prune when the plants and trees are dormant yes. um, and get a lot of that pickup done. At the same time, cleaning up those beds and doing that landscaping, and when you're pruning and they're doing that, you're going to get and collect a lot of the old leaves that have you know, sat there underneath the weather or the snow or, or the bushes. This Mm -hmm. is a great time of year to be increasing that front yard curb appeal. And I mean, who's kidding you? The whole yard is fantastic. But if you have overgrown trees or bushes in the front yard, now is a great time of year to be scheduling that. And you'll notice, like, I literally, I passed two... I passed two lawn care guys on the way over here from the office. And, mm-hmm. and you know, and I mean, that was, I was laughing because I had written that down in prepping for the show. And I passed two trucks and trailers and they got tree limbs and everything, you know, in the back and they're headed, headed to the dump. So companies are out there doing that now. Yep. Get with a reputable lawn and tree care company. We've had some great ones on the show. Top Tree out there in Westwoods. And we use them a lot and refer them a lot. Great time of year to be pruning and going for that for that curb appeal. Well, and you get a lot of it out of the way so that when spring does get here, you don't have as much to clean up. Yeah, that's that's absolutely the case. And we talked about those early listings, Valentine's Day. If the weather changes, we're going to have that early spring market and you're already ahead of the game. The, ne- the next big thing that we tell people to really take a look at in that curb appeal, and we've been over it numerous times, but that is peeling paint around doors and windows. Yep. That's just a big one. I mean, it's it just comes down to the fact that the reality of showing with clients when they come to the house is that why the real estate agent gets the keys out of the lockbox, you have about a 30-second time period there mm-hmm. where... Six, seven times out of 10, you're all standing there and they're standing there watching you get the keys out of the lockbox. And why they're doing that 
they are looking around. They're looking around the front door. They're looking in the soffits. They're they're looking up in the eaves. And I mean, I've had everything from clients say, "Gosh, there's a ton of spider webs out here," or yep. "Looks like the paint is is peeling up there." And so that initial situation where that lockbox is at that front door and where people are congregating before they go in the house really sets the tone for what we walk into the house and yes. feel like. And so having those bushes by the front, not blocking the walkway, letting in a lot of light, having that cleaned and freshly painted right in the front. Those are some of the easiest things you can do to maximize your resale dollars and to minimize your time on the market because people are going to feel like they're walking into a well-kept home at that yes. case. So that's, that is a big one for sure. Um, the other thing that you can look out for that, that you want to be aware of is weather-related type of things this year. So if your house is on the market and we do get some of the snow next week, um, having those walkways cleared and cleaned and being ready for that is even more important when you're on the market. Because you're like, well, gosh, Lance, if it snows, no one's going to, you know, come show the house. Trust me, they will if they (laughs) are. And it generally will happen at a time when you're not expecting it. So Mm -hmm. um, if you're going to be away or out of town or snowbirding in Arizona or whatever the case may be, if you're on the market, please make sure you have somebody set up to take care of those maintenance issues. Yeah. Uh, because then, I mean, I've literally, especially last year, we all got used to bringing our, you know, realtors normally don't wear work boots, but when it snows, you do. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we got used to bringing those and, and, and kind of tromping through some of that snow. So be on the lookout for that. Those are some of our tips and tricks, what we're dealing with in the current environment and getting people ready to be on the market. Before we go today, a pick three of some new stuff that we mm-hmm. do have on the market. Um, custom executive home ready to go. Don't go through the build process because I tell you what, in this case, it'll cost you more than this house is listed for. Just under 5,000 square feet in Sundance Ridge, South Richland, 984 Allen White. This is a five-bedroom, five-bath rambler with a daylight basement up in Sundance Ridge. Absolutely phenomenal. Two masters on the main level and one of them ADA compliant. So this house was designed with um, Mm. zero entry, larger doorways, zero entry shower for one of those masters on the main level. So really, really well done. An incredible entertaining kitchen, commercial refrigerator and freezer, Downdraft five um, burner range, double ovens. I mean, huge. One of the largest islands I've seen in a long time. Um, Granite, totally luxurious uh, master bath, heated floors, dual sink vanity, every upgrade. And then in that daylight basement section, you had um, just a phenomenal entertaining area, wet bar area, theater room. All of this with beautiful Yakima River views. Wow. So, and that's coming in at 824900 So just under eight twenty five. dollars um, Literally, I've seen the custom build prices for that price range with that type of view. And 
you can't build it right now for that. No. So um, just a couple year old house. Um, so if you are in the market for that, give it, give us a call, shoot us a message. We'd love to show it to you. Pick number two, 4618 Tamarisk in Pasco. This is a four bedroom, three bath Rambler Mm -hmm. um, in West Pasco's first place subdivision. So it's 2,226 square feet. Awesome layout, vaulted ceilings, lots of natural light, beautiful wood flooring, um, great kitchen with granite counters, split bedroom design, oversized and private master suite, um, complete with its own gas fireplace, dual sink vanity in the master, uh, walk-in shower and walk-in closet. Really, really well done property. Um, Just And then out back, Awesome landscaping, large side yard, beautifully landscaped garden with its uh, with a Japanese tea house, mm. um, perfect for unwinding after a long day. Awesome, awesome property, and that's coming in at three fifty nine nine. This wow. is a really tight, well done property. And then pick number three. People ask us about this all the time. Pick number three is actually. It is actually a combination of seven lots. So these are Mm. building lots Uh that are bring your own builder. And that's the key. A lot of Tri-Cities real estate is tied up with a specific builder. Um, So this is Kingview Ridge lots. And this is out in West Richland. And the starting price, they start at $75,000. And then um, our, the largest incredible view lot it goes to one seventy-five. So we've got seven lots out there in West Richland on Kingview, um, Kingview Ridge. And they're larger lots, 0.46 of an acre, all the way up to that really large one I talked about um, is 0.87, so just under an acre. Uh, so once again, if you have any any thoughts about bring your own builder, where you want to go, we also have some build, um, builder that's already put some amazing um, layouts and plan ideas on some of those lots. So if you don't, we'd love to talk to you about that too, and we can get you hooked up with the right builder for these lots. KenmoreTeam.com, if you go yep. there... And shoot us a message. We'll get you taken care of. If you have any other questions at all, feel free to call my cell phone or go to the website. And most importantly, we will still be here, snow or not. We will be here right back next week on News Talk 870.